Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Real Chills. It's just me, Meg, but I did have a really fun guest, one of my like best friends in the comedy scene. The very funny Seamus Millar joined me, talked all about Philadelphia's history because he works in two of the landmarks in Philadelphia and just had a great time. So definitely check him out, find him online out his shows and as for me i am releasing my first ever comedy album today yay i'm so excited it's called one last rad thing you can get it on spotify itunes all those places so definitely pre-order that and i hope you enjoy Listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. Welcome to Real Chills. I'm Meg Getz, and today my guest is the hilarious Seamus Millar. Seamus, what's up, buddy? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back. Talk about some spooky shit. Yeah, I'm excited to have you back, dude. How's it it been going since the last time you were on the show? Uh, It's good. I don't remember when the last time I was on. Was it during the quarantine? It was so long ago. I don't think it was during the quarantine. I think it was before the quarantine. Are you sure? I think I was in this house, though. I think I was in this new apartment. I think it might have been 2020 when the world was going. Well, anyway, things are going better than that. (laughs) Uh, That's good. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird thing when you like I was unemployed for a year during the quarantine. And I felt like, you know, it's kind of cool to be unemployed. But then also work also gives you structure. But then too much work drives you crazy. (laughs) Glad you're you're doing well. It sounds um... you're gonna suffer no matter what. (laughs) Uh, You were actually on September third of last year, so it's almost a year to the day. We're a little bit late, but um, have have your views on the paranormal changed at all, or are you still a spooky guy? I think they have changed. Really? I, I think I've dropped a lot of things like i don't know i was kind of leaning towards ghosts being a thing i think back then but now i'm sort of just like i'm trying to get back to a place where i literally just talk about things that i know and not things that i believe if that makes any sense just because i feel like uh you can go down a rabbit hole and get like for instance i read zach bagan's book right (laughs) what's it called do you remember the name uh, it's called like i forget i don't know it's the worst (laughs) thing i've ever read in my fucking life it wasn't good no 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 surprise the zach vegans book wasn't good it was on my list i don't read you can have it i want it out of my house no seriously let me borrow it because um you can borrow it forever that's so funny either you or the incinerator is gonna borrow it it was so bad it made you stop believing in ghosts that's happened literally literally Because I was like, I was like, because you know what? Obviously, it's like a silly thing of like, you watch those dumb ghost shows and you go like, well, I know there's a lot of production that goes into this and blah, blah, blah. But like, maybe this is kind of a real thing. Maybe you want to believe, you want to suspend your disbelief. And then I read this book and it just becomes so clear that like, this guy is just a fucking scam artist. Like, a 100% fucking fake. Or he he believes in shit. He, he, the, what, what could be worse is that he could really believe that he's like a fucking, 
you know, a ghost hunter and he's just buying into his own bullshit, but it just seems like self-delusion to me, especially he spent like two chapters talking about how he hates flying. And then he, how he took a fat shit on in the, (laughs) wait, I'm sorry. I'm, continue what he took a fat shit in a plane and there's a whole chapter about how he was so nervous that the stewardess was going to go in and find it and think it was him or something but it was well, like, him oh, no no he went to the bathroom and somebody had laid a fat shit in there and he like oh. and then the stewardess went in and he was like dude she was giving me mean eyes for the rest of the flight and i'm like are this you guy serious is, is this like stream of conscience this book I it, I think he recorded it off of a tape recorder. I think they just transcribed it from him. Jeez. He put no effort into it. And it's not, and it's just like, I don't know, man. I, my, personally, my thing is like, I have like weird intrusive thoughts and like a religiosity. Is that a thing of any, like, Religiousness? I, a, I don't know whatever it is, but it's like a fear of like, my fear is like, what if like demons and shit existed? That'd be horrible. Sure, sure. But there's nothing in my lived experience that points to that being a reality outside of my thoughts, just going crazy. So like, I try, I'm trying to pull myself out of paranormal thinking a lot of times because it does feel like a slippery, slippery slope to like schizophrenia. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. So he, he like kind of put your mind at ease about demons. Cause I remember demons being a big thing for you. Uh, well that book fucked with me for a little bit. And well, you know what the fear is just like, what if there is like a fucking, sometimes I freak out about like hell and shit, but it doesn't really make sense to me. So it, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. It just, it feels like a thing of like, uh, you know, I wasn't raised Catholic, but my parents were. So my family has a lot of that flavor, you know, right. I get a little bit of the fear, but it, it's a very fear based system. And it's almost like, it a, it's like, a, uh, you know, it's like a, it's based around a cruel, a cruel God, a cruel system with no yeah. forgiveness and no, yeah. you know, just like, Oh, you stole a loaf of bread. You're in fucking hell now, motherfucker. Right. You know, like it, it has, it feels like it has no wiggle room. These Abrahamic religions. I don't like them. Yeah. It, they do offer forgiveness through like repentance and, you know, confession, but you're right. There are some things that are like unforgivable that they're like, nah, no matter what you're going to hell. But I do think that like there's negative energies and I don't know. I still do kind of believe in like shadow people and maybe not, demons specifically but like shadow people things like that well i'm not saying like i'm not saying i don't know one way or the other what this shit is but i i just mean for my own mental health i feel like i have to just go all right what do i know to be like my experience you know what i mean yeah like like if i see a fucking ghost i might change my opinion but for now i'm like I have no idea, but I'm going to err on no until I learn otherwise. And this is such a good transition into like what we wanted to talk about, but I'm not going to use it because I want to say one thing to you because I think it'll blow your mind. We talked about this with Nate Jones on an episode a little while ago, but a really interesting concept that, you know, with demons or, or bad spirits or just spirits in general is we don't actually know what they want. We don't know what their goals are. We don't know what their needs are in the afterlife. So, you know, using humans or hurting them or manipulating them could be for something that we don't even understand, which is like a crazy thought, right? Yeah, we're just like milk or something. <laughs> you don't know. We don't, we it's don't know. It's Monsters, Inc. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> even if it's like, you know, you think your mom's coming back to see you, but it, it could not be. It could be some sort of, anyway. So it's just something to think about, but uh, that's not why we have you on today. We're talking about some historic Philly landmarks because oh, yeah, you are man. a guide at the Christchurch, which is gorgeous, and also 
at the Museum of American Revolution here in Philly, which yeah, is so cool. Yeah. Uh, definitely go to both those places and ask for Seamus as a tour guide because I've I've been on all of these tours multiple times and they're really fun. But yeah, we visited you, me and Dan visited you at Christchurch recently and just loved it. So I wanted to have you on to talk about it. And then I have some oh, ghost yeah. stories after once you're yeah, done let's talk us about it. I, you know, I, I'm, I only, I've only been there for a couple of months, so I'm still like learning things every day. And there's so many like interesting, uh, things at that place that, uh, you know, I, it's one of those things where I feel like comics get imposter syndrome a lot, but sure. like with history, I absolutely get that because I know a little <laughs> bit, but I totally feel like a poser compared to a lot of people who know so much more than me. Like there, but there is some cool stuff. Like the other day, I uh, I actually got to handle an object. I was helping setting up an object at the at the church because it's basically like <clears throat> half. It's an active church, but it's also kind of like a museum in the sense right. that they have all these really old objects that are in their storage. And I picked up this like table thing, and I put it on these boxes for like a display case thing. And uh, I was like, what is this? What have, I, what have I been touching for the last hour? And they were like, oh, this is the like table that they used to use to carry the coffins from the church to the burial <laughs> ground for the funeral. And I was like, oh, is this from like the 1800s? Because I was like, it doesn't feel that old. And they were like, no, this is from the 1780s. <laughs> wow. So I just was like handling this object. <laughs> just bare handing this stuff? That potentially like carried <laughs> Ben Franklin's body on it, which is nuts. Wow. That's so cool. So what yeah. was the origins of the church? Uh, yeah, so the church was founded in 1695. Uh, it's like over 300 years old. The The church that is there was built in 1727, but it was, it's, you know, an Episcopal or Anglican church initially. So it was the Church of England. Now it's an Episcopal church because during the revolution, they like break off and they're like, we don't want to be part of the Church of England. They actually right. like cross out the name of the king in the Book of Common Prayer, which <laughs> no, no, but yeah yeah so it's like it, it was like the tallest building in philadelphia and it was like the tallest building in north america or thought to have been for like a really long time so it was wow. kind of this like giant marvel yeah that I like i think about it all the time when i'm there and i'm like there are people that lived and died in philadelphia and that was the tallest thing they ever saw they've ever life. seen yeah. yeah when you go now it's still like a very like amazing <laughs> site they have yeah. these big windows no stained glass which you can definitely talk about in a second but like when you're there you know without technology without seeing the world in our hands the way we do now i can imagine how it can like instill grace in someone or instill like a belief in heaven because it's just yeah. so you know amazing just how big the structure is especially for that time yeah i like i mean i feel like a lot of like temples and things like that and temples and churches and things they're all meant to evoke that feeling of like oh there's stuff that's way bigger than me yeah you know? yeah and, that, and the church definitely does that because you walk in and it's just like this gigantic structure uh and it's it's pretty wild like it's there's a lot of like um for instance we get a lot of people coming in this is a side note but people come in they're like it's so old there's so much history there and then people come in and they're like can we use the bathroom and i'm like actually this building was built uh, almost 300 years ago. There's no bathroom <laughs> thing. There's no, what would they do if they had to go to the bathroom during sermons or something? They would I mean, leave, I assume they it? would, yeah, I assume they would dip out. I don't know if there was like a privy or something, but that's wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What do you, okay. What do I you always guys think about do? that. I, well, there's a bathroom in our like little office. Okay, thing back the street, in the office but don't now, tell the okay. public that because it's not open to you guys. No, uh, <laughs> Don't go to the, the church just to use the private bathroom. No, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I always think about that as like, man, 
take for granted uh, indoor plumbing. That's a game changer. That is absolutely wild. Yeah. Do you want to talk about some of like the famous people that, that went yeah. to the church? Yes, there was a lot of famous people there. Uh, there was a lot of people who weren't famous there, but Ben Franklin was there for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he like married into the pew that he has. Washington, John Adams, Lafayette, uh, potentially like General Howe of the British, like the British side uh, before the war. Because cool. initially it was like, you know, Church of England. So it was set up, you know, basically, the, you know, the same they had a pew set aside for the king, even though the king right. never came to Philadelphia. So it was like a lot of British higher ups going there. You know, Absalom Jones is Absalom Jones is a really cool character. He was uh, born enslaved and he buys his freedom. And he's actually the first minister of African descent in the country. And he's wow. like ordained in that church. So like there's a lot of like crazy stuff in that in that church. A lot of great Betsy Ross, Robert Morris. He was like right. the main financier of the American Revolution. Ton of people. Crazy. And some of them are are any of them buried in the church or that's other people? Because I know oh, there's some graves yeah. in the church, right? So there are people inside of the church, like buried in the floors, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Cause that's like so a thing spooky. you don't see anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know. And people like, you know, people like come in and they always freak out about stepping on the stones. But yeah. I, I feel like the idea i think that must be a more modern thing about like don't step on the graves it's creepy uh because yeah. i think back then they were just like yeah just step on me i don't know i paid for this <laughs> um, i'm in heaven now bitch i don't need to yeah, worry about this yeah, who cares right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well uh, i know like william penn's grandson is inside of the church that's uh, very cool yeah bishop william white who's like the guy that kind of takes over during the american revolution is buried in there there's some other people i'm not super familiar with all the people who are buried in the floor Right. So they're not like particularly famous people. They're just people who are important to the parish in some way. Yeah. I mean, some of them, I mean, there's a lot of cool stories with a lot of the people. I mean, especially since, I mean, a lot of these people who are getting buried to get buried inside of the churches was very expensive. So it's like really well-to-do people. So like, I think because of that maneuverability with like income and wealth, um, they do do some cool stuff. Uh, but there were also some like really cool people who like, for instance, I know there was one woman who was an enslaved woman. Her name was Alice of Dunks Ferry. Dunks, Alice of Dunks Ferry. Yeah. She lived to be like over a hundred years old and she was a congregant there. And so she kind of like kept the oral history alive and she's like a cool character. She's kind of bopping around. So there's people who like aren't necessarily uh, the most well-to-do in there as well. But That's so cool. Honestly. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What's your favorite part of the church? Favorite part? I mean, I like telling people that it was the tallest building in North America. I feel like that's pretty cool. Yeah. For about 50 years, too, it's thought to have been, unless there was like some other building that like structure that we're not aware of. Tallest building, definitely in the colonies. I think it was like only a few feet taller than the church in Boston, but uh, it made the cut. <laughs> But it got the job done, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also like reading a, a, a Ben Franklin autobiography, or not autobiography, a biography about Ben Franklin right now. And it's just kind of cool to think of like, oh, man, this guy was in here. He's definitely like the coolest founding father, I'd say. George Washington? No, Ben Franklin. Did I ben say Washington? Franklin. Yeah. I, you might not have. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Fra- Franklin. <laughs> Which Franklin's, Franklin? Franklin's the man, man. He's you awesome. You know who my dad really likes? Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Well, Thomas like, Jefferson's interesting. He lovingly refers to him as TJ. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to sort of separate All Thomas Jefferson from his like, yeah, from his yeah. like, uh, you know, how he, I mean, he, well, yeah, I don't even want to get into it, but like, I think Washington was arguably way worse to his enslaved people. 
but Jefferson was not great either. Obviously. None of them were, honestly. Yeah. That's one thing that. Yeah. Franklin, at least, I think, gets rid of his slaves pretty early on. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, he was an abolitionist. So although I did learn some stuff about how he was like, yeah, whatever he was, he he's talking about like uh taxonomy and like talking about like uh, the differences in races and was like, Oh no. And he was like trying to be progressive about it, but uh, he is just like, yeah, white people are still tops. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What an asshole, man. Our whole country. Anyway. I mean, and Franklin um, liked the, like the ladies. I mean, his first son was potentially born out of wedlock. I, I don't right. know. Did that? Yeah, I think he absolutely was. But yeah, that's Bastard crazy. So, son. and all of these people were just at church together every Sunday. Yeah, because it was kind of like you know, it's like a meeting place almost. Like you go and you kind of like show your face, and you yeah. know, it's like a social gathering place. And uh, Washington had his own entrance, correct, in the building? Uh, That's what I've been told. Yeah, he had like a door that he specifically used and he like kind of gets rid of that at the end of the at the end of his presidency. That's the crazy thing with Washington is like he does have these like really kind of humble and like uh, positive attributes when it comes to like getting getting rid of power. But right. then when you look at it, but then when you, like, you look at how he treated his enslaved people and you're like, all right, this guy was still a fucking asshole. Like, right. uh, you know, like he uh, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard. Like, that's the thing is people aren't like black or white. You know, people are like gray and it's it's got this. They thing were where it's human. Like, he's doing yeah. the right thing by like stepping down from power. But also he's like switching. His, he's like treating his fuck. He's like treating him so bad. Like his slaves doing yeah. shit he doesn't have to do. You know what I he's mean? He's going like, out going, of his way. Going yeah. above and beyond to be yeah. a fucking asshole yeah like you're like all right yeah that's so disappointing for sure but the church is still amazing honestly yeah. and it's amazing how how like good it looks like when you look at the pews and especially there's you said there was one beam like supporting beam that has an actual tree inside of it yeah that- it was built around a tree yeah there's one in there that they opened it up a couple of years ago and they saw like tree bark inside of it yeah but like a lot of it a lot of so a lot of it is like modern in the sense that like they in the 19th century they try to like rip out a lot of those pews and relate re- replace them so like spoiler alert when you go in you're not sitting in the actual pew that franklin sat in but you're right. sitting in the exact spot where he would have sat in so you're like in the right. same area you know what i mean yeah and it's still technically you know, the 70th pew, but it's also, right. you know, totally different materials. So, wow. Cause they try to modernize it in the 19th century. And honestly, I think at the time people were even like, Jesus, <laughs> like, yeah, chill. like, why are yeah, we doing like, this? Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, no, it's a cool place to work. Um, have you, so I think the answer is no to this, which is totally fine, but no ghosts. They're not real. None. Okay. Relax. No, I'm just kidding. I have I'm some so things that might change. I might, I have a story that I think is going to scare you, which was I'm really that the question. About. Yeah, it was like, have you felt creepy there? Have you sensed anything? Or I honestly get really good vibes there. I used to work at a, another church. Which makes uh, sense because it's a church. <laughs> well, yeah, but not necessarily, right? Bad things happen in churches all the time. Uh, yeah. You ever see the movie Spotlight? But uh, <laughs> I haven't. So uh, I think it's a pretty good movie. But um, yeah, you know, bad things happen in churches, uh, especially you know, you're dealing with a church that's in the middle of a neighborhood where there was like a lot of wild things happening so like right. obviously there's like you know enslaved people and there's like the 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 london coffee house a block away is where they dealt with all the slave trade like in the city wow. so like yeah. there's a lot of like suffering in and around the church in that sense i guess there's also like you know like there's a 
a lot going on in that neighborhood at the time. But I feel like what helps is there's no stained glass. So it's very, it's not very, it's not really claustrophobic. It's very like open air. It's so kinda. open. It feels really nice being It's in really there. nice. Yeah. yeah. It's and, like, I'm, and I'm never really there too late and I'm never really there alone. So I haven't, I, I did have to lock up a church I used to work in and that one used to scare the shit out of me. Uh, are you able to name that church or are you not allowed? Uh, yeah, I don't Think work there anymore. Uh, church of the Holy Trinity. It's it's by uh, Rittenhouse. Uh, okay. it's, it's a beautiful church. Is it's it super church. old as well? Yeah, but when you're locking that thing up by yourself, terrifying. That yes. one I did have bad vibes in. Uh, but that just <laughs> oh might, no. But that just might be me being afraid of the dark. I'm not saying it's <laughs> spirits. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> what about the museum? You get you catch. So I was talking to Dan about this because I was excited to have you as a guest. And he's like, well, obviously the museum is it sucks that the museum's too new. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just housing so many old yeah. artifacts, you know? Yeah, there's like some pretty dark stuff in there. Yeah. There's like some pretty I mean, there's like weapons in there that have like killed people. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Like, yeah, there's like there was like a headband with blood all over it. Some guy died. I don't know if that's on display. But I don't there's think like a that's lot on display. Of, I think I'd remember that. I mean, there's a lot of muskets. There's a lot of sword. Right. Like, you know, not that the swords were really used that often, but they, you know. So yeah. swords weren't really used. Like when uh, when I think of like back in that time, I thought sword fights were like the thing. Is that not a well, thing? You know, it's not to say that it never happened. It's not to say that people weren't like using. There wasn't the hand to hand combat like. The Battle of Oriskany happens. Uh, that is like inside of woods. So, like, for people who are not sure what that is, what battle is this? Is this like uh, Oriskany is basically between it's like Brit- the British and the Continental Army, but it's also specifically like a battle where um, two Native American tribes are on opposite sides right, of the war, sort of like right. meet and are like tearing each other up and it's like you know the guy who survives uh you know this one guy who survives he actually fought for the british native american guy he said he's like I, the blood ran like a stream that day That's like he so remembered scary. that like there was so much blood that it was just like flowing yeah, yeah. so like th- like that the way i've had that i've seen that described it seems like that kind of devolved into just like people beating the shit out of each other. Just you know absolute, what I mean? Yeah. Just absolute yeah. Chaos. Um, chaos. But like, you know, like when it was like a battlefield situation, you know, most of the time people are going to be, uh, I just got trained on this the other day, actually. So it's good that we're talking about it, but uh, most of the time, like uh, they're going to have like lines of people. Like you've seen these like men line up shoulder to shoulder and they're like right. firing, you know, people think that the muskets back then aren't very accurate, but I, you know, they're actually like, pretty fucking accurate right and they're devastating if you get hit by one of those things like it's yeah musket ball yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's a, so there's this guy that gets shot in the head at the battle of germantown his name's uh Jeez. oh man why am i blanking on his name there was a whole exhibit about that's him. okay if anyone from the museum listens i'm very sorry but uh, <laughs> yeah uh richard st george thank you uh he gets shot he's fighting for the british he gets shot in the head and they they do fucking brain surgery on him in the 18th century. Are you serious? And they like take out a piece of his brain and then they uh, fix him up. And then he, and then they, and then they go for years later, they go, man, that Richard St. George, he's a real crazy guy. He's so <laughs> crazy. He's a crazy happened. guy. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. He, he's like a painter. So his paintings change from uh, just like. <gasps> You're able to see before and after paintings of this guy. Yeah. Well, there was a whole, there was a whole wow. exhibit there that's no longer there, but it was basically about like PTSD in the revolutionary war. 
Right. And like this guy, he just did like normal paintings. And then when they like basically remove a chunk of his brain, he starts doing these like insane paintings where he's drawing like demons behind him. And like, he's like super depressed. There's like a, there's a story where he's like at dinner with somebody and it's a normal dinner. He invites them over. He's an Irish guy. He's from Ireland. Um, So after the war, he goes back to Ireland uh, and he's having a dinner with somebody. He invites them over. It's just like a normal dinner. You know, Richard St. George is hanging out and he goes, excuse me one second i have to i have to go and he gets up and he fucking comes back in fully dressed up in his revolutionary war garb and just tries to fucking cut their heads off oh my god so there's like a lot of wild stuff well that's interesting i mean yeah brain surgery i mean even a traumatic head injury like in football and things we're seeing negative uh, personality effects or things like that. Yeah. So it's so, so crazy. imagine them doing brain surgery back then though, when they Jeez. really have no idea what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Other than they're just like, we'll remove this musket ball. Yeah. And so like That's there's this, like Yeah. Yeah. Well so the muskets too, the muskets are like uh a uh, hundred and fifty yards pretty much. So wow. if you're like a really good shot, that's like a football field and a half. You could tear somebody up still. But you haven't seen anything at the museum. Or do you no. get weird vibes? I don't get weird vibes at the museum. I, I, you know, there's, there's like, um, I think that the land that the museum is on is pretty chill for the most part. Okay. It's, you know, it was a bunch of different stuff throughout time, but it was like, you know, in, it was a different independence visitor center beforehand. And it, it was like, I don't know. It's, it's just so new and it's, it's. That's not, what Dan was saying, but I'm like, I'm holding on to my theory of, you know, one of those objects could be holding something. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, we got some wild stuff in there. We have like, uh, like I said, we have objects that have definitely like killed people, which is pretty right. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's super cool. Do you want to hear my stories? Yeah. <laughs> if Elvis and Buddy Holly are the Cain and Abel of rock and roll, Bruce Springsteen and Zachariah, Iggy Pop is Methuselah. Of course, Neil Young is the wise prophet Ezekiel. What does that make Get in the Garage? Well, I think that makes Get in the Garage the one-stop shop for all know-how, history, countdowns, disagreements, agreements, and pretty much everything that you want you, you want to hear about music. Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. A music program from the Wasted Robot Network. I was just learning to love. <laughs> My goal is to like make you believe in ghosts again after Zach Baggins earned it. Well, listen, the problem is it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't, I'm open to the idea, but the thing about a belief is if you believe it, you don't know it for a fact. So I'm just saying, let me just get back to square one. And if I see something that's ghost-like, I'll go, damn, that changed my opinion. So maybe you will change my opinion. You should come to my house and stay for a while and see if you feel that way by the end. Yeah, Meg's house, if people don't know, was involved in the fucking French and Indian War. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Long Crazy. ass time ago. All right. So thanks for teaching us the history of Christ Church and telling us about working there. I thought we could talk about the haunted burial grounds. We didn't talk about the cemetery at all for Christ Church. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing is I have never worked a shift there, so I'm very much not... You, Are you might inform me about to? the burial grounds. Are you supposed no, to? I, 
No, I just no. It's it's they're they kind of keep me at the church, so it's like it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay Good. with it. I like being at the church. Yeah, because this is where the, all the spooky stuff happens. So I'm gonna talk about the Christchurch Cemetery really quickly, and then mention another local haunted cemetery. Side note, Seamus, when I visited the church, I thought National Treasure ended there. It doesn't. And if visitors tell you it does, it does. It's not in that movie at all. That okay, because they've been saying that a lot, and I have not watched that movie in a while. It so. was Trinity Church in New York. Uh, so okay, you can tell yeah. them that because you know when you see those like the graves in the church yeah. that's what the trinity church has too and nicholas cage literally like busts through one of them to find like a secret ridiculous no? <laughs> so just you know you can tell people nope that's not this one so according to christchurchphil.org the burial ground became the final resting place for over 4,000 members of Christ Church, including five signers of the Declaration of Independence, Ben Franklin, Joseph Hughes, Francis Hopkinson, George Ross, and Dr. Benjamin Rush. Also buried on these secret grounds are many of our nation's early leaders, so prominent lawyers, medical pioneers, military heroes, and victims of the yellow fever ep- epidemic. So that was a huge thing in Philly, right? Yeah. That yellow fever. 1793, it kills 10% of the population, so it kills 5,000 people. which is huge. Including, yeah, Samuel Powell, he was the mayor of the city, he even fucking dies from yellow fever. And the thing is, yellow fever, if you guys don't know, is fucking awesome. I read a book what? about it while it's I had COVID. Awesome? Well, no, it's not awesome. Awesome, but it's interesting. Uh, it's it, it, it's passed by mosquitoes, goes into your bloodstream. Basically, like it gives you like the hue, like a yellow hue. You're like throwing up black bile. Your uh, Jesus, some, your blood's like boiling in some cases, and you're like dead fast. Yeah, yeah, it gets you. Actually, fun callback to the first episode we ever did. If I remember correctly, the doctor who was operating on those monkeys in the haunted candle shop was trying to find a cure for yellow fever. Because he saw his da- his dad die from it and was like, "That's fucked up," and was yeah. like trying to like cure it, but yeah, they don't figure out that it's mosquitoes until the early 1900s. It's like yeah, the and it just reached havoc, yeah, thing. for a long time. So Bren- Ben Franklin is obviously a well visited occupant of the cemetery. People will come to admire admire his family grave and also toss a penny onto his plot, due to one of his famous sayings: "A penny saved is a penny earned." which i don't know he had so many sayings it's like why i don't know i just he had so many you know like i don't know he he was the original you know ben franklin was i just thought about this but you know how people fucking catfish people yeah he was the he was the original like i'm pretending to be someone i'm not online guy because he used to fucking well because he did all the silence do good letters and all this shit he's writing as like an old lady being like fuck these puritans and he's just like totally <laughs> it's him he's Wait, just like a 16 year old to kid be like oh the do good he was pretending to be an Silence old lady Dugood. well he had a ton of different names he like wrote into newspapers as different people to get his points across That's because his, so his, funny. His, yeah his brother and him were running a paper in boston and uh you know ben was really fucking smart and he was like if i just put these letters in my own name a i could get in trouble but B, my brother definitely won't publish them because he's a fucking asshole. He doesn't like me. So oh, he right. made these fake, he like wrote these personas. He's like an online, you know, he's like, hey, send me cash, baby. Like <laughs> he he's diff- one of those different guys. accounts. Yeah. Yeah. He had different accounts. 100% he had burner accounts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good for him. That's so funny. Um, so there is a rumor uh, from, I've heard, like I've heard from multiple sources, Seamus, but there's rumors that his ghost lingers at the grave site to pinch women. There's also been sightings of people's pennies being thrown back at them. But 
a lot of people for some weird reason don't think that's ben franklin they think it's a different ghost that throws and keeps the pennies hmm interesting Isn't that weird yeah who would it be anybody in there i guess maybe Could be anybody yeah i could see ben franklin smacking some ass though 100 <laughs> percent. yeah and pinching yeah that sounds yeah. like him okay so here's a really creepy story so there's another story I found from the website Historical Society of Pennsylvania from an article titled The Mysteries and History of Christchurch in Philadelphia. The story comes from Townsend Ward, a secretary of the Historical Society of Pennsylvania, who died in 1885. Ward published an account in 1880, which was later reprinted in the public ledger in January of 1907. He related how on a cold November evening, the voice of a woman had been heard at Christchurch. The sexton and two young boys searched the church, but no one was located. A month or so later, the iron door of a sepulcher was opened on the north side of the church, which revealed upon its steps the body of a young lady in her shroud who had been buried as dead, but met her grim fate as a, fate as a premature burial. Damn. Have and where, what's the source on this one? I've never heard this. The source is um, the Historical the Society is, of Pennsylvania. Trust me, bro. No, it seemed pretty legit. And they said it was later reprinted in the public ledger in January of 1907. Damn, so this was in the 1800s that this happened? Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, you I've don't think it's that. true? No, I've just never heard of it. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm trying to think where the thing on the north side of the church would be. Oh, yeah. And now is a, is a good time to say that any views or jokes or anything Seamus says is not a representation of either of the yeah, museums. Yeah, after I for. said the whole thing. Oh, man, did I say Washington? <laughs> I hope I didn't tell people that Washington's tent was fake. I don't want, want that secret to get out there. Uh, no, it's really real. And it brings a tear to your eye when you see it. But um, yeah, just a just little thing out there. Please don't get Seamus fired. He needs this. I need this. It's all I have. <laughs> but that seems little, uh, legit to me, the public ledger. You've just never heard this while working at the Christchurch? No, I've never heard this. I don't know. I feel like uh, it's po- there's so much to learn. It's possible that that's like a story somebody knows. I, I'll ask around about that. That's interesting. So this one isn't, and you know what I'm more willing to believe it is because it's not a ghost story. It's just like one of those scary stories you hear. And it was common in this time period to bury people while they were still alive. That's why they have this thing called the wake, because you would leave them laying there for three days to see if they would wake up before burying them. So Do do you know where the phrase dead ringer comes from? I think so, but you can tell us. They used to have those bell, like the string inside of uh, people's uh, coffins. Literally, yeah. Pull the string and ring the bell above above ground and be like, I'm yeah. still fucking alive. But most yeah. of the time when you heard that bell, you're like, well, it's too late. We're not going to get them out in time. You didn't know that part? I didn't know the sad, depressing ending part Ayo, of yeah. that. Oh, yeah. It's like my tub story. My The guy who died in my tub. It's a very <laughs> similar thing. This doesn't end happily. This is a bad thing. Yeah. I can't believe that. I thought that. Why would you even install the bells if you're not going to fucking dig them back up? I, well, I just think hell? that I think I don't know, because maybe this could be extra sad. Like, oh, no. I, well, I think most of the time the idea was like, if you're here, maybe this is bullshit, too. I have to look this up. But it's it sounds like I, I thought it was a thing where like if you. By the time they're pulling the bell, you're like, well, I, by the time we dig they're, them up, they're not going to get oxygen. They'll be dead. Yeah. Holy frick. That is so depressing to me. Holy cow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought I really it like helped me sleep at night because I thought that they were uh, able pulling to save them. them. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I them. think for the most part, they're probably they're probably in big trouble. I don't know how often, though. Uh, I don't know how often that was happening. Yeah, like, I do I, wonder how you know, like, like how hard do you ring the bell? 
like yeah. like because like with wind and animals and things like that like how 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 much ringing do you need to go down there dude being buried alive has to be one of the worst ways to okay. go I'd say. well now we're just right. talking about horrifying i can't even i can't even put myself there mentally because i um we have video of this but we haven't released it yet when i went back home to the poconos we went to this thing called alice it's called Alice because it's like a manhole that goes into like an aqueduct for like a like there's like a river that goes underneath it. And the manhole was so small that I thought like I'd get stuck trying to climb down. Like I was like, Oof. I'm definitely way too fat for this. And Bobby's like my little brother, Bobby was like, I've seen way bigger dudes do it. You're just claustrophobic. You're just freaking out. And I thought I was brave. Like I thought I was a brave person, but it took a long time to get me to go down there. And that's yeah. not even buried alive. That's just the, the tightness of the Being manhole. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a long climb down. It was probably like 40 feet. Of, yeah, I, upstairs, I, you know, ladder. Not to totally derail us, but I do feel I do really wonder what it'll be like to have that. I mean, there's got to be a, a moment where you sort of have to accept your own death, and, you're, and there's no more distractions because it's well. Like that's what imminent. the DMT is, right? You start hallucinating your oh, balls off, and then so there's like a DMT or some sort of drug that your brain oh, you're talking about, yeah, it releases right before death right it's yeah. the same stuff that releases when you're going so that's to what i'm hoping yeah. i'm hoping i'll just be high high oh, AF, I like you just, floating I thought, in the clouds i thought you just meant like yeah smoke dmt dude, go, <laughs> no, 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 no. go talk to the aliens yeah. no yeah even with me doing it even with me going down and knowing that i could get back up i was hyperventilating when i had to go back up like yeah. it was it's not great it's not a great feeling that to me is the only question. Like, what the fuck? What is going to happen? What What is going to happen? What is it going to be like? I'm sorry. That's that's a big deal. That's something I don't think we can uh, totally address on this one. What is it like to die? Yeah, yeah. That's what we're covering today. No, but I I, I trust. Like, I've started. I mean, this. I, I go, it comes and goes in waves of acceptance. Like, where some days I'm like, no, and then other days I'm like, I have no control over this whatsoever. So I just need to let it go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just hope that it's not something where they say you're dead, but you're still conscious. Like you're still hearing. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear people, my loved ones crying or like hearing that I'm dead. Or talking shit. Yeah. Well, I'd rather hear talking shit. Honestly, I just, I don't want to anyway. But That'd be yeah. awesome at your funeral. They're just like, fuck her. You're like, what? <laughs> Fucking finally. <laughs> I just, I would like will as hard as I could to come back and be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I you. wanted to hear some crying. Yeah. Come on, get the crying going. Yeah. So that's all I have for Christchurch. It's actually, like you said, a pretty clean, good. I mean, the you know, the cemetery is pretty scary from everything I've heard, but you don't seem too bothered by it. I think you you feel kind of safe there, it sounds like, which is good for a church, especially such a do. one. I do. I think, like, honestly, like, I mean, who knows, like, thinking about it now, like, it's dark out right now. It's probably creepy as shit in there if you were by dark yourself. Dark and cold, yeah. Yeah, I do I do occasionally lock the church up, and, like, setting the alarms is, is pretty... It's freaky, it's yeah. It's freaky, just because, like, uh, yeah, I don't want to trip anything, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, like, you know, it's it's nice and it's like open air and it's a good vibe. And I, I think it's honestly, I've had way worse experiences in other churches that have been way right. creepier to me. Right. So, yeah, this one feels good. 
Yeah. I can't recommend enough to listeners if you're in Pennsylvania or the East coast to check it out. Cause it is like so Come much hang fun. Out with me. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have one more thing to talk about because I wanted to get a little bit, a couple more hauntings in here. I wanted to talk about Seamus. Have you ever heard of the Palmer cemetery in the Kensington area? Well, okay. I'll stop you right there. <laughs> Why? Because in the Kensington area, I'll tell you that place is a fucking haunted house. So you go outside, <laughs> it's a nightmare. So there's, you listen, you ghosts are not old? scary. When I'm in Kensington, the last thing I'm worried about is ghosts. I'm worried about the real people that are like, I'll swipe you onto the train. You're like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Is that a it's, euphemism or are you actually yeah, getting me onto a train? Yeah, you're kill me. Yeah. <laughs> the train to heaven. <laughs> Fucking murder swiping me. you on the train to heaven. Yeah, that's what they call Holy slitting shit. your throat in Kensington. <laughs> swiping you on the train. Uh, Jesus Christ. You were like really taking this episode to different like. I'm so lives, sorry. So. I just, that place is a nightmare. But I tell know. me about this. So it's already scary. It's really historic though. Did Any you know ghost that? there is definitely a guy who just got off the L. <laughs> <He's> just, like, <laughs> they just think it's a ghost because they're like, oh, a shrouded yeah, figure. Yeah. yeah. He just stood there for four hours. You're like, yeah, well, that adds up actually. Moaning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, now is still pretty scary. But um, back in the day, actually, like the the reason for why it was uh, like created is kind of cool. So, according to an article from PhilPlace.org called Palmer Cemetery, Kensington Burial Ground, Fishtown residents have been laid to rest in Palmer Cemetery or the Kensington Burial Ground since before the American Revolution. This is because Anthony Palmer, a wealthy merchant, the president of Pennsylvania Provincial Council from 1747 to 1748 just one year (laughs) and the founder of kensington desired that his land from the delaware river on the south to front street in the north and from hanover street now columbia ave to york street have a burial ground in which all neighborhood residents could obtain free plots isn't that cool yeah that is pretty cool so like there's all different types of like there's all different people with different heritage in the same cemetery the article yeah. goes on to say that even today, residents can be buried at this plot for free if they can prove they live in the area and are okay with being cremated because there's, you know, for spatial reasons. I think I'm going to send you a book, Meg. It's called Wicked Philadelphia. I'd highly recommend people check it out because Philadelphia okay. has a lot of really messed up stuff that happened. For instance, yeah. uh, I mean, a lot of people probably know this is probably common knowledge, but uh, Washington Square Park, you know, they ever go to that park? Yeah. Tons of dead bodies under that park. Are you they, fucking kidding me? It was a mass is a mass grave during the American Revolution. So uh, that's why they have the they have a statue there for the unknown soldier because they were just literally throwing bodies and holes there. Not to mention, I think City Hall was initially the site of a gallows, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of wild stuff. Yeah, Philly's crazy. That's why when you said you wanted to talk, like that's why like when I was like, yeah, I'll have you on. Like I'll definitely find stuff about Philly. So let's hear about the hauntings. Yeah. According to Haunted Philly, cemeteries and more, one night after the sun had just set, a visitor had approached the grave of a loved one. There he gently placed some flowers, but immediately felt some sort of presence around him. He looked around, but didn't see anything. But when he looked back to the grave, the flowers were gone. Uh Uh-oh. Ghosts. Ghosts. Famous ghosts are real, right? Or the wind. I mean. <laughs> no, but if it's the wind, I mean, that one's weird. How about this one? Another story reference and trigger warning. We're talking about suicide. Um, it's of a teenager who hung himself near the entryway of the park. It's said during the night, 
one of the streetlights in the area will come on and a ghostly figure can be seen hanging from the branch that was cut down after his passing. Yikes, that's pretty creepy. Isn't that so scary? Yeah, that would be pretty terrifying. Know what I would do. This is why you don't walk past graveyards ever. Don't walk past a graveyard if you can help it. Ever? I ate breakfast in one yesterday. I love them. <laughs> you <laughs> ate breakfast in one? Yet? Why? I don't know. It's beautiful. St. Peter's, the sister church of Christ Church. They got a beautiful, they got a beautiful yard there. <laughs> Whatever. And nobody's in there. It's nice. There's nobody there. It's all the time. Dude, you're fucking you're probably so haunted that you just aren't even seeing them anymore. They're just like all over you, like a blanket. Well, yeah thank you meg that's great that that definitely is a good thought to have <laughs> you're welcome or maybe they're not real <laughs> yeah I did thank not you have for you on this telling podcast. me ghosts are in my body you know i have a history no, of being afraid of i didn't that. say they're in your body i said they're on your body all around yeah, you all around me. just give me you. a warm hug warm hug yeah you know what i'm not worried about it you go you eat and you think about it you go i'll be one of these people eventually you yeah know? It's peaceful. Yeah. I like cemeteries. I'm not, I'm just trying to mess with you. There's also They've never gonna, bothered me. Cemeteries have never bothered me. No, I've never felt bad at cemeteries. No. Um, a lot of the there's a cemetery out by where I live, where the my mom found it because it's where the guy who built our house is buried. And she used to take us there. She's so weird, right? Isn't this a weird thing to do? She used to take us there to visit him. And it was the most beautiful cemetery. It's not as beautiful anymore because there was construction around it. But when we would go when I was younger, it had like a view of like the mountains and it had like wildflowers growing. It was like so peaceful and just nice, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sad it's not the same now, but pretty sweet. And then I'm just going to end really fast. There's also legends of a white figure holding a baby that strolls through the grounds and a large monument that glows green from afar. A large Ooh. monument? Yeah. What monument? In the cemetery. Oh. I don't know. In Palmer Cemetery. Well, too bad we'll never know because it's a because Kensington is a war zone that nobody goes <laughs> you're, into. You're not gonna go. You don't want to go. I'm to not Palmer gonna cemetery. risk going to see. Yeah, I will be a ghost by the time I'm done <laughs> going in there. You need to stop hating on Kensington because it's being um, what is it called when white people move in and and ruin gentrified? It? It's being gentrified as we speak. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I, I can't say that. That is that a good thing? <laughs> like I don't know. Like no, I don't know uh, if it is. But I, it know, is Kensington's happening. Kensington's a little rough, man. God bless it. God bless it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and it's weird to think about because it is like kind of a rougher area, but it's still so old, just like the rest of the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know. It's just interesting to think about how much history is there still, too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, thanks for being a guest today. I hope you had fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. I hope I didn't. Uh, I hope I got every historical thing I said right. But uh, <laughs> these are all just uh, opinions and, you know, whatever. And you definitely need to give me that uh, Zach Bagans. It's Bagans. Oh, it's got your name on it, dude. I'm getting it out of my house <laughs> as soon as possible. Well, as soon as it leaves, watch the ghosts are going to come back and you're going to be like, oh, fuck, the book was keeping me safe. That was keeping them away. Yeah, because they yeah. were like, we don't want to read this shit. <laughs> yeah, they were like, fuck this. <laughs> Even the They're dead like, want to stay away from Zach Bagans. Oh, wow, this dude reads book. this shit. Yeah. 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 But okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug? As we Yeah, I will plug something. If you guys uh, like talking, my me talking, I don't know. 
All right, I have a podcast. It's called My Dumbass Mom. I do a podcast <laughs> with my mom. She named it. It's her name. I did not come up with a name, but we do a podcast. Uh, it's on Spotify. It's on every place you got podcasts. Definitely check it out. It's really fun. My mom's a crazy person. And I love her to death. Yeah, check it out. I've listened to the episodes. They're hilarious. His mom is funnier than Seamus somehow, which is, you know, Seamus, you're very funny, but your mom is hilarious. Oh, yeah. I think she's got to be pegged because she <laughs> yeah. is just a real life cartoon character. And I can't she compete with really that. Is. If, you have to listen. It's she's I can delightful. Be funny. She's adorable. Yeah. And like I can try to like write jokes and be funny, but if like a Bugs Bunny actually showed up in real life and was just like, what's up? You'd be like, ah, shit. Well, this guy, this guy <laughs> can pull, yeah, he can pull like pianos out of his pants, you know, like I yeah. can't compete with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So definitely give it a listen. Say it one more time. What's it called? My dumb ass mom. It's called mom? My Dumb Ass Mom. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's cool. nicer than it sounds, I think. Or whatever. And what's your uh, Twitter or where can people um, find you? Like Instagram. Instagram is probably the main social media thing I use. It's, it's Shambles Murph. Shambles Murph, or if you just search for me, Seamus Millar, I'll, it'll pop up and you can come follow me and I don't know, just hang out. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, cool. And then you can find me. I'm having an album release show party at South House on December 2nd at 8 p.m. So it's going to be really fun. I'm super excited about that. Check it out. It should be free to the people. So you don't have to buy anything to come to the show, but we will be selling my album there and it would be much appreciated if you bought that. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Meg Gets Money. All right. Thanks so much, Seamus. Bye. Yeah. Find us at the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Artwork by Libby Rundell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.